Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. How is everybody? I just want to know how everyone is doing. I feel like Sundays for people like me who are big into television, whether that be reality or what have you, is like a work day because there's so much. And I mean, Chris Lewis of Shortcomings, the amazing Chris Lewis, we were talking and we were like, Remember when we had insecure, all of this was on a Sunday, insecure, Real Houses of Potomac, Real Houses of Salt Lake City. And then there was like one more thing. And him and I were like, we were exhausted. We were fighting for our fucking lives on Sunday nights, truly. So this weekend on Sunday, we had the SAG Awards and the Euphoria finale and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Part 1 reunion. And I really just want to get the reunion out of the way. I don't even really want to save it for Bravo Friday because that's like an exciting day. And this reunion really, really got me good. First, I okay, this is going to be really random, but I need to talk about the SAG Awards. <laughs> you guys, I need to talk about the SAG Awards because... My mom and I, it's kind of like a thing that we really like doing together. We like watching the red carpets together. We like watching award shows. Like some of my finest memories, finest, fondest, one of my, some of my greatest memories, I'll say, has been watching the Oscars and Golden Globes and stuff like that with my mom because it's just, it's just something we really love to do. And we love, you know, to be eating our burrito bowls in our sweatpants, judging, you know, people that we don't know in really expensive outfits. And 
you know, then we're like, oh, this person should have won. So I just have to say, I'm going to vent really quick about this. This shit used to be an event, you guys. Like just not even the SAG Awards, awards in general. Like this was like a moment. The red carpet, there was excitement. All the stars would come out and they would all be mingling with one another. And like, like when they would cut back from commercial, you would see everyone kind of shuffling to their seats and you're like, oh, who's talking to who? It was like, it was like you would get a high from watching them all interact together. And I have to tell you, on Sunday night when I was watching the SAG Awards, I felt, I kind of felt nothing, you guys. I felt nothing. There was just something really off about it. There wasn't a host, which I don't like when there's not a host for award shows. I think that that is something that just is a staple and it must happen. Call me old school, but I just, I like that. I like when someone's in charge of the show. I feel like there's more cohesiveness. And I get that the SAG Awards are different. If you guys aren't unfamiliar, it's the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So it's kind of like all the actors that are part of that union vote for one another, like by their peers, right? And I really, this is one of my favorite award shows. Like I always have really, really loved the SAG Awards. And yeah, there was just no host and it felt like it was really rushed together. There was like a shitty step and repeat, a gray carpet. And like I was watching E! News before the, you know, for the red carpet, like I always do. And like the hosts just like aren't it. And I gotta say, I love Laverne Cox. I do. But she really fumbled multiple times. We're to the point where I was like, this isn't, I don't see this for her. I don't want this for her. Um, you know, it she brought she brought up Jade and Will Smith's entanglement, and the look Jada shot her was like, you better shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it was like, it was just awkward. And then she brought up to Kristen Dunst, like, oh, you've never been nominated for a SAG award. And Kristen was like, Well. I have, but on like an ensemble cast, not, you know, it was just like awkward. Everyone on the carpet's awkward. And I just think that is probably because maybe COVID, but like no one did it like my girl, Joan Rivers, like Joan Rivers fucking ran that shit. She would call people out left and right. She was kind of like, I almost felt like she was like a voice of the people while also being like adorned in like tons of jewels and just being extra and being fun. And I think that that's what I miss the most is I miss when celebrities were fun. And I just don't know what happened, but I would love to figure it out. I just miss when they would like have fun at a, at award shows. And, you know, I it just feels so like underwhelming. And I felt insane because I don't, I'm not one of those pop culture people that like, like, I don't live under a rock. Like, I know celebrities. And I got to tell you guys, I didn't know a lot of these celebrities. I didn't. There was Meryl there, of course. Will Smith, Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Selena Gomez, Martin Short. Like, those people I recognize, Andrew Garfield. I got to say, the, the other people, I was like, I don't know this person. And that's fine. I love up and comers, obviously, or even, you know, I love learning about, you know, new celebs. But I'm like, where are the stars? Where are the stars? Get the stars on the carpet immediately. And, you know, it just was tough. And I have just, I have to say something too about, about something. And this is controversial. And this might be a homegrown conspiracy theory that I've come up with on my own. I'm not sure where the seed had has been planted. But 
You guys, I have a theory that she is an industry plant. And I know that that sounds insane, but hear me out. I don't understand how someone so... Hmm, how do I say this? Mediocre, okay? Gets so... Like all of her songs like chart, like top of the charts. All of her movies, her shows. I'm like, what is she... She's whisper singing. She's not like singing, singing. I, I've never been more confused by like when Pop Crave on Twitter like will post a stat about Selena Gomez and I'm I'm so befuddled. Because it's like I get that she's like, you know, part of the Disney crew, you know, that grew up doing Disney or whatever. But like I don't know. It just seems odd to me that she's this popular when it comes to like streaming and downloads and, you know, the most watched this and the most listened to that. I'm like, who is listening to her this much? Who? None of my friends, except for one of them, like, likes Selena Gomez. All of us are like, oh, yeah, you know, the heart wants what it wants. It's like, that was a bop. But it's like, that's it. None of us are really like, you know, oh, my God, that one Selena album. Like, no. And none of, no one in my life watched the show she's in with Martin Short and Steve Martin. The, uh, what is it called? See, I don't even know the name of it. And so I'm just like, how is this the most watched show? And now I get that my friends and the people in my life are obviously not like, you know, speaking for the nation here. But I just find it odd. That's all I'm going to say. I just find it a little odd. And yeah, that's just my theory. Okay, moving on. We have to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you guys. Let me take a drink of this because, oh, okay. Going into Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1, I, first of all, I don't think it needs three parts. I think two, maybe one and a half, maybe one with like, you know, no, two is fine, actually. I changed my mind. Two two parts is fine. Dedicate one to the Jen Shaw Homeland Security situation, obviously. And then the rest, the other episode can be just with whatever. So it's tough because number one, the season went on for so long and so much has happened and like none of it like kind of flowed together. It was all very like, oh my God. Like when they were showing the Jen and Meredith stuff with Brooks at the beginning of the season, I was like, that was this season. I was like, what? I've been watching this show for that. Like that whole debacle with Brooks and with Angie, with Lisa Barlow felt like decades ago. That felt so, that felt farther back than Vicky screaming the family van. You get what I'm saying? Like I was genuinely so confused, but I was like, wow, okay. We've really been watching this season for 13 years. Wild. And then, of course, with the Jenny stuff, it really, really just rubs me the wrong way. And I know that they found out all this stuff about Jenny after the reunion. But I think a lot of what Jenny should have said should have been cut. I'm just, I'm so angry when I see this woman. I can't explain it to you. I get so angry when I see her because I don't think she's a good person. 
she has a really dark energy about her that I really just, it really kind of freaks me out. It's like this smugness when she talks about Mary that I think is so disgusting because knowing what we know now, you know where that's really coming from and it's coming from such like a nasty place. And I just, I don't like it. I don't like it one fucking bit. Okay, so let's just get into Salt Lake City. The outfits are fucking wild. I didn't know where my my eyes didn't know where to land. I got to be completely honest with you. There was feathers of all colors. You know, everybody, it was very jewel-toned, which I'm into a jewel-toned theme. Okay, I love a Housewives reunion theme. I love it. You know, we'd have the white looks on Re, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We had the yellow looks on Real Housewives of Potomac. Potomac really never misses. Like, sometimes their outfits are, like, a little hoof, but... They really don't ever miss. Uh, there was the white look on New Jersey. There was the metallic look on New York. Like, I love a cohesive look, okay? But these outfits are fucking off the charts. We got Whitney in a green velvet one-sleeve gown. And it's not just one sleeve. It's it's a finger. Finger glove sleeve with jewels. This big shoulder of a jewel. It's like a... It looks like one of those, you know, those like crystals, like those uh, gems, you know, that people use as like, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'll post it to my Instagram when I figure out what I'm thinking of. Um, then we got Heather, who looks like she's going to a Mormon Christmas party. She, it's like blue velvet, like off the shoulder. It's a lot, but it's it's probably the best of everybody. It just doesn't really fit. I don't know. It just, it seems off. Like it seems too gowny. If that makes sense, it seems too pageanty. And I love a pageant look, throwback to Gretchen Rossi, but this one really uh, doesn't work for me. Plus, I'm going to skip over Jenny because she's not a vent. You know, Jen Shaw, guys, Jen Shaw was wearing one of the most insane, insane reunion looks I've ever seen. It was purple feathers. It was like a velvet purple strapless dress with feathers sticking straight up. You know, when she was talking, she literally, it looked like she was looking through the bushes, uh, except it was feathers. And she was wearing gloves at one point that had these dangly jewels on them, like teardrop jewels. And Andy was like, you got to take, you got to take this off. It's a sound issue. (laughs) Like. You you can't you can't wear you can't wear like elbow length gloves with dangly big fucking teardrop gems. Like what are you thinking? Lisa was very basic as I expected. Lisa's outfits are always she's always in like a denim with like a top. So her wearing like this strapless little purple dress is like whatever. Straight hair. Then we got Meredith. Meredith is in an insane look. Meredith loves a pantsuit, and I love a pantsuit on Meredith, but this is like pantsuit meets meets peacock meets. I don't know. It's it's a lot. There's big, gigantic blue sea-colored feathers. Not feathers like Jen's, where they were like individually glued and sticking straight up in her face. These are like boa feathers. And a fish, it's like fishnet green mesh underneath this turquoise blazer. You guys, it's wild. It's like 
they all look like that rainbow fish from the book, the rainbow fish. You guys know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. There's a lot going on there. And Andy, I mean, I loved Andy's suit, actually. Normally, I don't ever really notice what he's wearing because I'm like, so my eyes are, you know, everywhere. But they were really, I was like, oh, I like that on him. It was like a blue checkered suit. Anyways, I really don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to fashion. I wear the same thing every single day. But yeah, wow. I would have loved to see what Mary was going to wear. Because you know she had some looks pulled. And I think her not coming to the reunion, I get why she didn't come. But I wish she would have because I feel like it would have been a great opportunity for her to like clear her name, for her to like get her point of view out there. And like to stick it to these fucking bitches. And I get that Mary had some some rough spots this season. I mean, obviously the whole situation with Jenny was wrong and she apologized for that. I'm not making excuses for her. But I think when it comes to everything else, I feel like this whole, and I've said it the whole season, coming from Mary and calling her church a cult, it does not sit right with my spirit. And I don't know why. Like, I'm not even a churchgoer. Like, I'm not, you guys, sorry. I know this this is going to shock some of you guys. I'm not a believer. That's okay. If you want to be, that's great. My only issue is, Wow, we get into a lot of this podcast. My only issue is when you use your religion to put others down or to try to, you know, make others feel bad about themselves or, you know, basically just use it to be hateful. I don't enjoy that at all. Don't like it. And I don't think Mary ever did that. Not that I can recall. And I just don't think it's a good, there's something very odd about having Mormonism as like the backdrop of this show and you're spending all of your, and you have someone who's like charged with (laughs) defrauding elderly people online and you're coming for Mary. It's like, what? And then they really, I really got upset at the finale when they threw the, when Jenny threw the glass at Mary and, uh, no one said anything. And I thought that that was really disgusting because I feel like someone should have said something, you know? Like, if anyone threw a glass at me and none of my supposed friends said any a word to the person who threw it, I'd be so upset. I'd be so upset. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and, yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. So Heather Gay, let's talk about Heather Gay. Heather Gay is a confusing little mystery to me. She has this like weird 
weird obsession with Lisa Barlow. And I don't fully get it. And it's like all season, she kind of is like, you know, not really doing that much. I got to be honest. Like the most she ever did was take, you know, her and Whitney would put their little detective hats on and like see what they could uncover. Like the, like little American Nationally mystery books. Like that's like, they literally thought that they were the adventures of American Nationally. I swear to God, these two, they are clowns and I can't stand either of them. And truly, truly, I don't really like anyone on the cast except for Jen Shaw. And I don't know what that says about me. I don't know how I got here. But I'm like, how the fuck am I liking Jennifer Shaw but hating everyone else? And I will say, Meredith did kind of lose me during the season. But she kind of got me back this this reunion. And you know, I I always love myself some Lisa, Lisa Big Gulp Barlow. So, Okay. Next. Okay. So yeah, back to my obsession or back to Heather's obsession with Lisa Barlow. Heather's obsession with Lisa Barlow. I just can't figure it out because it's constant. It's like, it's so aggressive and it doesn't really make sense. Like, okay, I'm going to take you guys back for a second. Do you guys remember the season four New Jersey reunion? Teresa Judice was in her Christmas pageant dress, the green dress with like her really aggressive spray tan it was so she was so tan and her forehead was so small at this reunion and everyone was coming for her and it was like non-fucking-stop and at the at some point you find yourself almost siding with her because like you're like no one's even letting her speak or like hear her out or try to even see her side and that's kind of what is happening i think with lisa barlow is like the more that all of these women just come for every single thing that Lisa does and says, it's like making me feel for her more and like her more, honestly. And when Heather Gay looked at Lisa Barlow, you guys, and said, you said I looked like a Lego figurine, I screamed. Because I don't know what it was about it. It was the way she said it. It was like the way that she said figurine. Like, wasn't <laughs> not even like, le- it's like you said I look like a Lego. Oh, you said I look like a, a, you know, it was just Lego figurine. And then they show the text from Angie. So I guess Angie, that woman that we saw earlier in the season, texted a picture of this gigantic Lego person outside of like a store and... Lisa simply replied, cast reveal with an exclamation. Now, that is not nice. It's not kind. But what I have a hard time with is that Heather is able to let go of Jen Shaw saying that she's Shrek, calling her a manatee. And I believe that there was another thing, but it's really slipping my mind. I'm sure you all will remember. But... I'm like, how can you, like, give Jensha so many passes? And she tried to explain it by saying, like, well, I can give her passes because I enjoy other sides of her. I'm like, I get that. Jensha is charming as fuck. She's charmed the pants off me this season. I thought I was going to be going in there guns ablaze and Erica Jane style thinking I'm going to, you know, put this little hussy on trial. I'm not. I'm like, you know what, guys? Maybe she didn't do it. That's what she's got me thinking. That is a charmer. That is someone who I'm like, I don't think I want to see her go to jail. I don't know. I'm feeling things. And I, the more she talks through her little feather, her little feather, 
I don't even know how to describe it. Her little feather fence dress. The more I'm falling in love because there's something so just very, um, she's not self-aware, but like maybe a little humbled. I don't know, but I, she was making me laugh a couple times. She's making me laugh now and I'm just thinking about it. So I get why Heather is her friend. I do. But then, like, maybe you just got to let this Lisa stuff go. Because at the same time, I'm pretty sure they all say stuff about each other. And it's, like, this weird thing where she's like, well, now I'm friends with Andrew and we went to Mexico. And we went on his boat that he bought. Not like you. I'm like, what is your fucking problem? What is your fucking problem? Like, it, it was almost like that's all she wanted. She wanted to, like, win Angie as a friend so she could, like, take – she just wants to isolate Lisa in every way possible. And, I mean, it's working because Lisa looks pretty isolated right now. Um, And, yeah, it just – it bothered me, you know, and then Whitney chimes in with her little baby voice like, yeah, Heather. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I just can't. I can't with those two. I just can't. I don't know what it is. You'd think on a show with, you know, someone who's charged with scamming elderly people that I would be, you know, liking the other people. No, I'm not. It's very bizarre. But we get to Meredith. And this is when she kind of won me back. She actually won me, not fully, but I'm almost there, guys. Is she really explained her behavior more. Like she explained that there was so many things going on in her life that caused her to like lash out and react the way that she did all season. And I really appreciated her taking her, that ownership of, you know, listen, like this is the situation. This is what's going on with me, you know? And it broke my heart when she said the last interaction I had with my dad was we were talking on FaceTime through a glass door because of COVID. And I'm like, fuck COVID. I'm so fucking sick of it. But it really made a lot more sense. And then she kind of, you know, told Jen Shaw, like, that is why I was acting the way that I was. And then Jen and her kind of had this nice moment. It made a lot more sense when she was saying, like, you know, my sister and I were fighting. It was, I liked it. I liked that a lot. And again, I, I hate Jenny. Like, when she speaks, I just get so angry when this woman says, Everyone can be racist. Yeah, you. You. You're the one. And it's like, how the fuck can you make your storyline coming from Mary, you know, and doing all of this and then have those fucking skeletons on the internet still? And what everyone has to keep in mind is these posts, it wasn't like people went digging back to 2012 or whatever and found these. They were literally from 2020. During the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, this woman was posting the most disgusting, disgraceful things. And we still had to fucking sit here and listen to her talk about Mary? Oh, my God. I was like, I don't think I can handle this. It was so frustrating, and I'm so upset that Bravo didn't cut cut that. Like, I don't need her talking about Mary. I don't want to hear Jenny's words about Mary because it's not coming from a place of, like, of anything else other than her being nasty, and I just don't appreciate it. 
I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about this reunion. I mean, I, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for it to be over. Guys, let's talk about Love is Blind. I have to talk about Love is Blind. I can't stop talking about it. I know I did an entire podcast episode with Allison that came out on Saturday about Love is Blind finale of the weddings, but I just want to talk about it again because I feel like there's some new developments going on. I feel like there's some new exciting developments going on. So over the weekend, a couple of the people from the cast went to Vegas and those people were Nick and Danielle, Deeps. Sal, Ayana, and Jared. Okay. Now, seems like an odd couple. Seems like a, a thruple trip. You know what I'm saying? Because then there were some posts with just Sal and Deeps. And I'm like, are they dating? It really, like, that got me kind of excited. I don't think I saw them together. Like, but maybe they talked in the pods and maybe we never saw that. But we are getting a reunion and I cannot fucking wait. I need, I need to see Natalie talk to Shayna, who I don't understand why the rest of the cast hangs out with Shayna. Shayna sounds like a goddamn nightmare, if we're being completely honest. But yeah, wow. And then Natalie and Shane both posted separate posts about one another. And they were like, you are my person. I wouldn't have wanted to do this with anyone else. I love you so much. You've made me a better man. You've made me a better woman. You embraced my stretch marks. Like It was like both of them were literally fawning over one another in these posts. So now I'm thinking like, are they dating? Are they back together? What's the situation? I need to know the situation. And then I got thinking more about Ayana and Jarrett over the weekend. And I think that they're not going to last. I said it. There's something about it. I think that they're in love and they're happy. and And I think that that's great. But ultimately, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, she was the second choice. I don't know. I could be wrong. You know what? Fuck me. I'm an idiot. They're in love. They're gonna stay. They're gonna stay together forever. What? What the fuck do I know? And then I wrote about James Kennedy. He has a new girl, and Lala has some thoughts about it. And everybody should go check out my article at thedip.com. I wrote about Jamie and Lala, kind of not really seeing eye to eye on his new relationship, and um, he called her baby girl in his Instagram story. Um. You know, I feel like overall, oh my God, really quick, we got to talk euphoria. I'm furious. Not because of anything that happened in the finale, because everything that happened, I won't spoil it for anybody, even though it, by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been days. <sighs> that, you know, you guys on the internet really need to chill because you'll be like, oh my God, no spoilers. And I'm like, you're on the internet. There's going to be spoilers everywhere. You look and turn. You got to dodge them. You got to mute the words euphoria on tick or on Twitter. You got to you, like you got to do your due diligence. If you're going to stay on top of things, then you got to be fighting the demons. You got to be fighting the battles on on the internet. But that's the thing. If I was really into a show, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, uh, anyways, so I'm upset that the new season four isn't going to come out until 2024. 
Like, what? We already had to wait so fucking long for this season, and now you're going to make us wait two years for the next one? Also, it's like these actors are just going to be getting older, and they're not going to look like high schoolers anymore. Sydney Sweeney did not look like a high schooler. And rumors are that, you know, the girl that plays Maddie, Alexa Demi, is like 31. Now, she looks amazing, but I'm just saying I I don't think a 34-year-old should be playing a 17-year-old girl. I'm just saying. I, I just, like, it frustrates me. I'm like, why? Why, why, why? Is it because Zendaya has, like, her busy schedule? I don't know because I know she's very popular and she's in a lot of movies. And I know she's doing Dune and all of that stuff. What do I know about Dune? I don't know anything about Dune. All I know is that Timothy Chalamet is in it. And I love love the love that little Timothy Chalamagoo. I just, wow. I can't wait for this week, you guys. I have a really exciting episode coming out on Friday. It's with my friend Sophie. Her and I actually met through Twitter, as everyone does nowadays. Um, If you don't meet through Twitter, what are you doing? That's where you find, like, your people, you know? Like, you can either find, like, your worst enemy, your arch nemesis, or you can find, like, a bestie. And she is so funny. She's a writer. She's a dog um, who's stunning, gorgeous. Follow him on Instagram, Upper West Simon. Okay? Follow him. You won't be disappointed. Her and I will be covering season two of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And, of course, just talking current Bravo shenanigans. Can't wait for you guys to listen to that. All right, you guys. This was fun. Quick little check-in with everybody. And make sure you guys check out the dip.com. That's D-I-P-P.com. Use code H-O-T-M for 20% off the dip. And I will see you guys around on Instagram. Bye. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, oh. 